How you doing, everybody? It's Michael Aguilar back again. Um, just had a nice, interesting baseball practice. Uh, we went to the cages, and we had a really, really good time. The team did really well. We started off a little slow. Uh, everybody wasn't really connecting really well, but uh, as we progressed throughout the hour, I started to notice that people were actually connecting with the ball, and they were and they were getting a lot more confident. Um, the camaraderie is starting to get dialed in, and I like that very much. Uh, you know, because our three core values that we focus on is you know building good fundamentals for the future, um, teamwork, and most importantly, having fun. And these are the three core values that I kind of stick with when my style of coaching. Uh, and right now, this is my first year, so it hasn't been really tested yet, but I watched my dad do this for me when, when I was a boy and he was coaching my team. Um, so a lot of what I'm doing in my strategy for coaching is based off of what my dad did when he was coaching my teams. Uh, and I throw a little um, A Mike A twist on it. Um, the years spent in the military, I spent over 12 years in the military. Uh, or just about 12 years. Uh, half of it active duty and half of it as an independent contractor for them. Uh, and in that time, you know, the military, you, you just, you can't find teamwork like that anywhere else in the world. Any job that you go to, any civilian job, uh, you just can't get that same camaraderie that you'll get when you're in the military. So anybody listening that's thinking about it, I would highly recommend going in. Um, you won't get a better opportunity. Uh, try to stick with the Air Force if you are going to go in, unless you're really gung-ho. The Marines, they're, uh, those are a different breed. You know, you got to be really gung-ho and, and, you know, you, you got to be willing to make some sacrifices because it never ends there. It's, uh, it's full throttles 100% all the time, uh, day in and day out. Uh, it's very aggressive, but if you're, type, if you're that type of personality, you know, it'd be perfect for you. Just know it, it comes at a price. Uh, the Navy would be my second choice if I went in just because of the type of training that you can get in there. The downside of the Navy, though, is that you might be stuck on a boat for a long time. And if you're stuck on a boat for a long time, if anybody knows it's been in the Navy and done that, you know, you're away from your family and you're away from the land for a long time. Now, you come in and you port uh, at different locations, but you could be out at sea for months you know, and it's just hard on the family. Uh, it's, 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 unless you got a passion for it, I would avoid it. But you can get some really good training in, in a one term uh, that can set you up really good for the future. The Army, uh, that's the one that my dad went in. That's the one that I wanted to go in when I was a, a young man. Um, but he, he recommended that I would go into the Air Force. Uh, and I had spent four years from like ninth grade to 12th grade pretty much set on doing the army. Uh, I was thinking Rangers. I wanted to do something along them lines. Um, the army would be really, really good. It's, uh, it's a lot larger uh, of an organization, I think. Um, they, you know, it's the army. They focus on large numbers and uh, battles. Uh, so if that's your thing and you like going out in the field, that's definitely for you. Uh, I chose to go with the Air Force, and I think the Air Force is hands down the best one that you can go into. You could even ask other people in other branches, and they'll tell you that it that the ones that weren't in the Air Force, they'll tell you that if they had to do it over again, that they would join the Air Force. 
Um, and that's just because we get a lot of funding. We're less people. Uh, it's a lot more technical. Uh, you're working on flight lines and uh, uh, pretty much anything that operates in a city you're going to do in any branch. They have jobs for pretty much everything. It's just confined within the base. But the Air Force just has top-notch schooling. Um, it looks good on paper when you get out and you're looking for a job. I've never really had a problem finding a job since being in the Air Force. Um, and then Friday nights even, you know, a lot of time we've gotten out early uh, from our from our duties and we're getting ready. You know, you'll have your buddies, you all live in the dorm together and you're, you're getting ready to go out into the town, to go hit the clubs up, uh, hit a bar up or, or whatever it is that you're doing. Uh, Friday nights is pretty much you guys get together and, and everybody else goes out and has fun. Now, if you look at the other branches, I used to remember, because uh, I was stationed in Guam, and if you don't know where Guam is, Guam's a little tropical island off the coast of uh, Japan, maybe like two hours off of Japan. It's basically equivalent to like our Hawaii, like United States Hawaii. Well, Guam would be like Japan's little Hawaii. It's their Guam. Um, so I was stationed out there for about 15 months, and I used to remember seeing on Friday nights the Marines that were there were all rucking up with their bags and their gear and they were all in uniform and they would be walking out into the jungles uh, to do training. Now, that to me is, 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 is very noble. I have a lot of respect for the Marines. I've worked hand in hand with them guys for many years and I have a lot of respect uh, for the Marine Corps. Um, what they do for this country is on another level and much love and respect that goes out to them. Uh, but it never stops and it and it's fun after gauging and talking with people it's fun for like the first year but then after that it starts to wear on you a little bit unless you're built for that um, it can be hard you know every week every month you know you training for war you know, or in the Air Force you know we keep well rested and we are on a technical level level because we're dealing with planes getting in the air so we can't make mistakes um, they keep us well fed, uh, well nourished, uh, sleeping good, and you know, with that comes a lot of hassle itself too. You know, because you know, uh, branches looking at us like we're they got nicknames for us. They call us the chair force. They call us uh, you know, a bunch of babies. But you know, if you ask any one of the other branches, uh, including the Navy and the Army, they'll tell you hands down that if they had to do it over again, they would have joined the Air Force. And I'd have to agree with them. Uh, I had a really blessed time when I was in. I was stationed at many cool spots. I did a lot of cool duties. Uh, my time in there was very blessed. Uh, I had fun the whole time. I mean, I never went to a duty station that I didn't like. I got to experience really cool places. Uh, I did the honor guard for some time, uh, which was very, very rewarding. Um, I've been through leadership school, all of that. The biggest regret I have of the military is actually getting out. I wish I wouldn't have got out. If I had to do it all over again, I would have did my 20 or, or more even, and I would have made a career out of it. Uh, and then anybody that gets out after going in realizes that they had a really great thing going on. Because when you get to the civilian world, there's nothing wrong with it, but the camaraderie is definitely not there anymore. Um, in the military, it's like, uh, it's tight knit. It's like a brother and sister type of thing, you know? 
everybody in your unit, you guys are really close. You get in the civilian world, everybody's fending for themselves. Uh, everybody's got their own agenda. You got uh, nobody with the same common goal. Um, so you could spend, and I've seen this in the civilian workforce. I've seen guys uh, be together for 20 years and and uh, they know nothing about each other and can't stand each other. Um, and I don't, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't really care for that too much. I, I like the camaraderie. Uh, I like the unit, the team. And if I had to do it all over again, I would have just stayed, stayed in. Um, but I'm a civilian now, um, and this is what I do. I carried over the same thing that I did basically in the military, which was uh, work on a technical level. You know, I work with mechanics, electronics, uh, pneumatic, hydraulic systems, you name it. I carried that over into the civilian aspect, and that's what I do for a living. I'm a, I'm a maintenance mechanic. Um, that's a very great job. However, my hands are starting to hurt, uh, and the wear and tear of the job is, is and, and what it entails, it's, it's starting to wear on me a little bit, and I'm wanting to change it out. And that's basically what I'm doing with this whole podcast and the Instagram and everything that I'm doing is it's uh, I, I started listening to a guy named Gary V and if anybody doesn't know Gary V Gary V is a very unique person uh, this guy is very motivated he works very hard uh, it looks like he works 24-7 but he's just about go 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 and putting in a lot of work in to get the dreams that you want to come to light I don't agree with everything that that man says, you know what I mean? Because I believe in balance as well. Um, but if you are complaining about what you're doing and you don't want to do it anymore, there really is no other option if, you, let's say if you're a, uh, uh, a father or you got responsibilities for bills or whatever it, whatever it is, you name it, it it's, you got to work at it you're gonna, and you're going to have to lose some sleep. You're going to have to work on your off time on it if you want to get it done. Me, I would like to make a film one day. I want to make a movie um, about my story and, and what I've experienced. My time overseas, you know, I spent a long time overseas. You know, about a good almost eight years out there. And I lived in uh, Korea and Japan. I've been to Southeast Asia, Thailand, you know. Uh, I loved it in Pacific. I met my wife out there. She's South Korean. Uh, we met out there when I when we first met. She didn't even speak any English. Um, I tell that story to people sometimes, and they 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 can't believe it. They say, "Well, how did you guys connect? How did you guys communicate?" And what I did was I I saw her. I met her at a restaurant. She was a waitress there, and when I saw her, I was just I was just deeply in love with this woman from the second I saw her. I just knew I was like this something about her. Uh, and I had been living overseas for quite some time. I, you know, I traveled and I've been around and everything like that, you know, so a lot of people say, you know, they, they get out there and they fall in love right away, but I had already been experiencing this and uh, I had dated and, you know, I just, there was just something different about my wife when I met her. Um, and I tried to speak to her. And when I tried to speak to her, she looked at me with this blank look on her face and I came to the realization she didn't speak English, um, which is cool. You know, so what I did was the very next day I went and bought a translation book, a small traveler's translation book. And I went back to the place and I learned how to say I like you 
in Korean. And I would say, Nanudu Juanda. And I don't even know if I'm saying that right to this day. But I told her, Nanudu Juanda, you know, and she didn't really understand. And then she finally picked it up and was like, oh, you know, and then she kind of smiled and laughed a little. Uh, and then I tried talking to someone that was working with her uh, who spoke a little bit better English if I could take her out on a date. And at first she was a little hesitant, but the lady talked to her and told her, well, he looks like a nice guy, you know what I mean? Go out on a date with her. And, you know, and also me being a foreigner in their country, it's kind of frowned upon a little bit. Um, so we, we ended up meeting to go out on a date and this woman, uh, this sweet, beautiful woman that I had met was completely different when I met her outside of work. She came in and little firecracker, you know what I mean? She's she, uh, dressed very, very uh, pop style, very cool, very loud, um, very outgoing, energetic, uh, way different than when I first thought when I met her, um, but it was uh, that much better. I mean, instantly I had a connection with her, instantly I was in love with her personality and who she was. She was very, very uh, gorgeous, very attractive. Um, very beautiful woman uh, and it almost ended it almost ended because what we did is we went on that date and it went, went well and and you might be thinking okay well how did we talk how did we connect and what we did was I just brought that little translation book <laughs> and we just looked at each other a lot of time and I tried to connect through that and she would point at uh, sentences and you know what she could read because it would translate in Korean and English and we would connect that way. And that's the beginning of what led on to be, now we've been married for 12 years, we got two children, uh, uh, we've, we're growing old together. Uh, we currently live in the United States, uh, we don't live in South Korea anymore. Uh, and we also lived in Japan for quite some time too. Um, but now we live in the States and we're, we're just simple people. Uh, I work on my projects, I like to work. Uh, she likes to work um, and we just dedicate our life to raising our two children um, and I think that's about it for now because I'm gonna wrap it up it's already been about 15 minutes of talking I'm getting a little more comfortable talking on here I like it a lot I like the concept of radio I even think I like radio better than the video editing because it's uh, it's a lot more personal um, I think it connects a lot more and you're able to um, either whatever your goal is, if you're trying to make people laugh or inform informational or, uh, you know, like a Howard Stern approach, um, or if you just like getting your voice out there and talking, this is a really great way to do that. This is, it's anchor. That's how I started. And you can link it to your podcast and that will broadcast anywhere. And radio, uh, if you listen to Gary V or any of these guys, I mean, they're saying that sound is becoming very important and probably more so than actually looking at videos on Instagram or YouTube or whatever you're doing because it's, it, it consumes more time. You're able to multitask when you're just listening on the radio as opposed to having to look and scroll and swipe and like on, on a platform like Instagram on here. All you do is, you know, you basically put this thing up to your ear or push the button and you can start talking and end and then you broadcast it. And that's as simple as it is. So um, I don't want to take too much more of you guys' time. I plan on doing another broadcast tonight. Uh, but for now, 
that's pretty much it. I'm going to wrap it up for today on that, and I'll lead back off where I started, uh, where I ended later on in the day. And I just want to say, everybody, be blessed. Have a good rest of the afternoon. It's Saturday. Go out and have fun. Don't sit around at home. Uh, do something. Get out there and make a change. Be the change you want to see. Uh, everybody, have a good one. Have a good weekend. And I'll get back to you on the flip side. Michael Aguilar, signing out. <laughs>